Boomer in the Morning is on right now. Sportsnet 960 The Fan, Calgary. Guests of the show, join us on the hotline brought to you by Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar. Mm. For every dollar you spend, earn points towards free pizza with their rewards program. They are the 13-time Consumer Choice Award winner. It's Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar. 6060 Memorial Drive Northeast. Uh, it's Boomer. It's Pinder. It's uh, it's Logo here in uh, in the downtown studios. Logo, how you doing? You holding in? You hanging in? It's early. Doing good. When was the last time you were on this beat? Um, before Dumas, before Riley, before Maddie, before the other guy. Yeah, oh, eight or yeah. nine. It's been a while. Yeah. Rhett was still here. Who? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So how do you? I mean, how do you feel in there? Like like riding a bike, like old times. Yeah, you do it enough. You get. Get used to it. Yeah. yeah. Tell us something about you. What do you want to know, Dean? I, I want to know everything. How was your weekend? Uh, it was all right. I was here for a lot of it. Hmm. Yeah. That's a bad one. Yeah, something else. How about those flames? How's that, uh, how's that hole in your roof there, Dean? It's still there. Yeah, it is still there. Um... Got to make sure that the leak's been repaired, mm. right? So you got to run some things. Had a bit, you know. It's weird because you tried that other strategy of pretending it wasn't happening. Yeah. And that, you said for what, a decade? You pretended that wasn't an issue? Well, it wasn't that I pretended it wasn't happening. I was just happy to not use the tub ever. Yeah, we've, we've been through your policy on man soup or bathing. You're not a fan at all. Don't know why you would ever have a tub in your house. Hot tub outside? Okay. Indoors? What are you tubbing? What, what, is, what is this for? Gross. Man soup. Yeah. Oh, boy. I had I'd like a, to bathe in my own broth, please. Had a great workout. Boy, am I sweaty. Time to crawl into a nice piping hot bath. <laughs> Gross. What's all this stuff floating on top of the wall? Oh, that's. Oh, that's my pit broth. Oh, that's. Uh, Those are some dangleberries. That's some dangleberries. Gross. Stand up, Ew. stupid. Have a shower, you pig. Are you showering before your bath? That would make sense. But then I you're guess. just wasting time. I don't know what you're doing. How much water are you running through? So anyway, leak in the tub. Needed to get the thing finally fixed, apparently. Mom has had enough of that. She's like, it's been years. Can't use our tub? What are we doing here? So yeah, I got a hole in my roof. And I got a, uh, you know what I got? Hmm. Oh, you know what? I'll save it. I'll, I'll do a uh, oh, little. Really? Yeah, I'll save it. Okay. Because I have some video evidence as to, uh, to what... As to what it is. Uh, Calgary Flames week coming up. You've overbooked. You were going to a game this week. What drunken escapade were you going to uh, roll out this week? <sighs> Vegas? Vegas Thursday? I got a Vegas Thursday. I got an Arizona Saturday. And I was kind of going to go ho-hum on the Thursday, but then, you know, the, the good graces, we... Yeah. Friday's a... Off. That's right. So... That got a lunch tomorrow. You're very busy. You're very busy. Back in the spacesuit this week. Yeah. 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 Got some work to do after this weekend. (laughs) How drunk were you Friday? 
Um, I think the evidence that was submitted to the uh, Your Honor, the yeah, the, I the like. Bench, um, you have to remember that there's a lot of fatigue that came along with all that hearty rooting that I was doing. What I like about working with Ryan is that when Ryan goes out and does Ryan things in the public, people send me photos, videos, or will just text updates as to uh, your, your co-host. Yeah. Your buddy is at yeah. the bliggity bliggy bar, and he's doing, look what he's doing over here. Mm-hmm. So I had a full kind of a play-by-play. It There's started nice rather medley. tame, and yeah. then you were standing on top of chairs and making noise, and then you mm-hmm. were... Um, your hair was all over the place. Hair got wilder as the day went on. As and then does. you were passed out on the bar. It was very late. So much so that we needed was to it? go Let's rehabilitate ourselves at the Chinatown restaurant that feeds you till hours you should be sleeping at. Yeah. Yeah. What time did that text come in? Uh, pretty late. I mean, maybe not. Though. Well, that one was, uh, yeah. Either way. How late were we talking there? Uh, it's not important. I feel, um, feel like I might have got a point there. But the old, uh, no, I had the other one where you were still co- coherent. I didn't. Oh, was, yeah, the so. coherent photo. That'd be earlier. Yeah, yeah. They were down 7 nothing, Dean. How do you win a game when you're down 7 nothing? Well, and Barrios, the wind right out of the sails of the, on opening day. You're like, oh, boy. Oof. Yeah, well, the, uh, they, can, they can beat their way out of any sort of deficit, apparently, with those that lineup they've got, goodness. One of the worst opening day performances in Blue Jays history. It has to be. You got one out. His yeah. ERA is 180 or something stupid. It's, it is something <laughs> ridiculous, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. It needs to be better, you know, on what? Wednesday against the Yankees? Please. I wasn't paying as close attention as you were, obviously, but I saw that it was no good. Yeah. And then I checked back in. It was it was, it was was great timing because I checked back in. I was like, oh. Here they Hang come. On. Here they come. And that's when the Pinder videos started to hit my phone. So you're suggesting I was not standing up cheering on a chair when they were down 7 nothing. You were not. Okay. No, well, no. that does sound logical. No, you were uh, You were coming around a little bit later on. So, I mean, is, uh, is, there, is there any concern there? I don't think you worried so much about, no, God, about no. Barrios. But what about Ryu? Because he struggled Ryu, down the stretch. Ryu, there's concern because this is what we've seen, is that he lives on the edge of getting crushed and being perfect like i don't know how a guy can be so close to both all the time but it seems like if he misses his spot by an inch he gets tagged but if he hits it guys swing right through it and it's just so fine where his fastball velocity if it's only getting up to 89 it's like buckle in you're in for a long day and if it's at 91 which doesn't seem that much different if he can locate it he's cruising and we and it feels like it used to be it was one or the other and now it feels like every start is just both of those things so he looked very good through three, fourth inning into trouble, and some bad fortune here or there. But still, like I, they have twenty eight man rosters here until the end of the month, so there's extra bullpen arms. They got a lot of them, and they're gonna be able to rotate guys around. But you'd love him to just get you five and then dive, and that seems like that might not be an easy ask for a guy that you're paying twenty million dollars to this year and next year. But if he's your worst starter, I feel like you're okay. Off to New York today, taking on the Yankees. Manoa, first look at him. Oh, this is a big spot for a big boy. Yeah. He loves this stuff. Bigger the stage, better he pitches, it seems. Is his mom going to be there screaming in the stands? I hope so. And his sister and his girlfriend, yeah. the whole crew. All of them up there just losing it. And, and Brett was giving us the context on it. Like, he comes from one of the roughest parts of Miami. Like, not messing around. Got to be tough. No, no posing here. And he really, that is, 
the mentality with which he pitches. This, like, I'm going to street fight me against you, and if I don't like you, I'm going to throw at you. And what are you going to do about it? Cool, come fight me. Yeah. Like, it's a bit yeah. of that. And that doesn't mean he can't get tagged and he won't have bad starts this year, but he just doesn't nibble around and get cute. He comes right at people. Yeah, and there's there's very little in the way of intimidation. The big spot doesn't. If it, I just feel if it was going to rattle him, it would have rattled him already. Last year. And I think he made his debut, if I'm correct, in Yankee Stadium. Like he did, yeah, and it was that's unbelievable. Where, that's and that's when we saw was. mom. Yeah, mom was flipping out. And he hadn't played a game above what single A before the beginning of last year because it was the lost minor league season. He was at the alternate site, and all of a sudden, it's like I wouldn't be surprised at all if he's their best pitcher this year, their best starter. Like how quickly that turns from like, where's this guy at? There's no minor leagues this year. We don't even know to, yeah, like he's probably our best or second best pitcher if if the progression continues. The Flames wrapped things up as far as a road trip on the weekend. I didn't realize, but I guess it when you think about how long it was that they could not win in Anaheim, the first time in franchise history that the Flames swept a California road trip. Crazy, eh? Right? Yeah, you you go whatever fifteen years without winning in Anaheim, and then yeah, that was kind of the part of it is that if you were going to sweep California, you had to win in that to win haunted there. arena, which yeah. you couldn't do for seemingly a decade plus. That was what twenty nine thirty games. They lost twenty nine to thirty there, something crazy. Yeah, was, yeah in yeah. playoffs, it was an even more obscene, heinous number. And you're like, oh yeah, you're only going to play there two, three, four times a year, depending on how the schedule broke down in different iterations of the league. Um, yeah, if you're not going to win there, you're not going to sweep California road trips. Vladar gets a win. Markstrom, obviously back-to-back wins. Gets the... You know what? You look at the score, 4-1 over the uh, over the Kraken. Were they ever in danger in that game? I mean, they went up one nothing. It gets tied er- soon thereafter. There were, what, five... Power play, some five-on-three, some extended five-on-three time, uh, 53 seconds worth, which they killed off. But Markstrom had to be good. Mm-hmm. And we've seen that a little bit, right? In games that yeah. feel comfortable, there's still stretches where Markstrom has to make some big saves. I'm trying to think of where it felt like that a lot recently. But it, 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 it hasn't – they've also sort of done a little bit of the cratering in the third period. Like the Colorado, L.A., St. Louis, all three of those games are kind of like, oh, boy, those aren't the thirds you wanted. You talked about – getting comfy in those close games yeah. and they they weren't there but then on the road trip there they are winning a one goal game a two goal game a two goal game an empty netter here like it's those were tight games against opponents they should be they took care of business and they they wrap up six in a row against divisional foes with these next two at home that's an important stretch and we said going into last week that you could really set yourself up if you performed well and obviously they did and to look at the math as it exists now, 97 points. You have a game in hand on Edmonton and you're seven points clear. Yeah. I, I know that no one is going to be high-fiving in the room and the coach isn't going to let anybody take their foot off the gas and all of that. Yeah. But you, you swept that road trip. That's eight points. A lot's going to have to really go sideways they're 99 right? percent like, uh, probability by most models to win the division like it's it's going to take something catastrophic for them to fall out of first and even if that were the case they'd still be home ice in second place right like it's a good spot to be in for this group and i just wonder now okay given where you are 
what does it allow you to do that teams like Vegas, Dallas, and Nashville, who are still vying in L.A., who are still vying for seeding and in versus out, that they aren't allowed to do? Like, are you going to be able to get guys a little more rest? Would Shillington be back already if these were playoff games? Or, like, trying to get into the playoff playoff mm-hmm. race-type games? Will you get some guys some rest? Do you roll Vladar a little more, or do you feel like more work for Markstrom is what's going to get him to the right spot? I've given up guessing. Uh, we, we we will see. Do you want to see more of some guys here? Ten games to go. There are two back-to-backs. So you have to think you get at least two Vladar starts out of these ten. And one of them's the last pair of the year, if I'm correct. That's right. And so that's an obvious one with travel, I think, too. Both so. of them, yeah. So you play the three at home. You've got Arizona on Saturday. Travel Sunday, you're in Chicago. Monday, Nashville Tuesday. These are the last of the two postponed games. Right. Remember, they were on the tarmac on a Sunday trying to go to Chicago, and it was like, hang on, hold the fort. We might have some cases here. And it was going to be a Chicago Monday, Nashville Tuesday back-to-back. Here it is, way back here in April now. Um, and it's one of a pair that they've got with Nashville left. But that's a, that's two games in two different cities in two nights. And they close the season with two games in two different cities in two nights, uh, absolutely, at least two more uh, Vladar starts, please. I'd, I'd be happy with four. Like, give me all the Vladar we can handle. Well, and that's that's where I was going to go in. So if we're going to take two back to backs with travel on the road, th- there's two. I'm going to say that Vladar gets at least two. So now we're down to eight. How many of those eight? Well, you want them in a rhythm to get into the postseason. Is it is it like a like how you look at it when you March get out of the uh, the preseason? So you play the last one before the playoffs hit. Do you play Vladar against Minnesota, then the Markstrom against the Jets on the final game of the I, season? I would think that the, the playoffs will open on a Monday or Tuesday, and you won't know until the end of the season which of those days likely you'll be on because there'll probably still be seedings figured out and who's going to play who. So I think you might even roll in the last game of the year if you feel like it's going to be three, four, five days. But again, uh, we're guessing what Daryl's going to do. Now all, of that, now, all of that said, and I'm not looking to pin you in a corner because you're not the only one, but you've been, I guess, critical. Maybe that's not the right word. You'd like to have seen more of Ladar. You worry a little bit about what Markstrom, the I just workload, saw, and all of that. I saw no downside of playing more of Ladar. 72 games in. The math has loved them for weeks. And I just think that if there's one thing that can unravel this season for this club, well, it's a, yeah, it's honestly, and it's a lot of teams, yeah. but they just don't. Daryl doesn't seem to be interested in in mitigating that particular risk, and that's fine. That's how he's rolled his whole career. He's got lots of jewelry. Are you so with? with a, well, we're gonna to, see him in May. To this point, if he looks though, tired in May, it was a mistake, right? Well, how can it? It can't be that easy. What do you mean it can't be that easy? It if he looks, be... if he's fatigued and you've played him too much, then it's a mistake. Now we won't get that honesty, but the team will. But if and if he looks great, then it's not an issue, or you dodged a bullet. But the people that know him well, including his old goalie coach, people that watch, I him understand. Six I years, understand. But I don't but, know if our listeners do. But does he? You've, but you again. But does he look fatigued to you right now? Sometimes. I mean. There's been a lot of nights you're like, yeah, he usually has that one. Oh, and this is his third game in four days. But if he falters But then he's in... also very good the next night. It... I mean, he can play poorly, and it could have nothing to do with his workload in the playoffs. I get it. 
But we're just talking about ri- mitigating risk here. That's all. I know. And, and I'm, so, so I am bracing myself for a poor performance, and it's going to be because of the workload. And at that point, at, at, at some point, you can be tired in January but have recouped your sure. energy levels yeah. by March. Which is why we're talking about these last 10 games, right? Because I don't think you want to give them two weeks off before the playoffs, obviously. But you also don't want to play them all 10. So I think you probably want to think, what's the best rhythm for us? Is it every other day? Is it three games a week? Is it getting them four days off here and then allowing them to play three and six nights heading into the playoffs? Like, I don't have the answer. I just know that people that do this for a living, like, again, we talked about it with Pelche. There's a spectrum of of coach behavior. Daryl is on one end when it comes to this. Just like Jacob Pelche would probably be up in the NHL and played a single game this year, I would think 20 to 25 teams in this league. And it doesn't mean he's wrong. It's just a different philosophy. And, in fact, he'll argue he's right because, he's again, he's got the jewelry and his team's in first place. But it doesn't mean that you couldn't be doing something differently and it could work as well or better. And the cautionary tale before we got into the season, this isn't revisionist nonsense. Before the season started, we talked about what would the perfect number be. It's closer to 70 than I think a lot of people would have said before the season started. If I asked you what the perfect number was, like you're hitting the over on this, aren't you? Well, the, and the part of it is it's a big number. 57 starts to the 15 of Ladar. I'll say this. If, if I would expect maybe that's because Vladar hadn't played well. If you'd have told me at the start of the season that we'd be at, at this point. Yeah, and then Rita's win-loss record. But it's actually... He's been ten five good. and one. Yeah, he's ten five and one. <laughs> and one of those is a relief appearance in Dallas, if I'm correct, ahead of the All Star break. Yeah. The others are all starts. And, and that was a perfect example for me of a game where they really didn't need. They were in Arizona the day before the All Star break. Markstrom got pulled the night before, wasn't sharp, and they went right back to him, and it, it worked. Cool. But to say it worked with Markstrom doesn't mean it could have worked with Ladar, and you've saved one more start, right? He's been, and in a way, I was kind of thinking after the game against San Jose, if we might see Vladar again in Seattle, mm-hmm. goes to Markstrom. Okay. So then you look at this week. It's Seattle tomorrow, Vegas, then Arizona. Well, let's work backwards. You know who's playing against Vegas, right? You know, I was just going to say. So it's going to be Markstrom against the Golden Knights. Arizona, you you handled quite easily a couple weeks ago. I view them similarly to Seattle. So it's like, okay, if are you looking for Vladar to get in? Or do you say, hang on, look at the spread here. It's three days off, three days between games, two days between games, two days between games. Is this a perfect rhythm to keep Markstrom in? That's what it is, right? When it's not about Vladar. Don't don't like I would love to know more about him, but it ain't about him. Because here's the thing. You got Markstrom locked in for what, four more years? And you got a kid that's doing things you're not supposed to be able to do at the American League as a rookie. Vladar's never going to be the man here unless someone gets hurt. And you're probably going to spin him off for a pick in a year or so anyway. I'd like to know more about him, but that's not what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. We're talking about what will allow Jacob Markstrom to be out of his mind sensational from the beginning of May into June. But the thing is, there's no guarantee that that's playing less. No. No, and and to be fair, when we talk with Woodley, he always says the thing with Markstrom is he's going to tell you he wants to play, even if it's to his own detriment. But like it's, when just, they, it's just when an they automatic... went into the bubble, when they, hang on, when they win the bubble, Demko finished that series with Vegas. Why? Because Markstrom was playing through so much crap that he wasn't holding up. 
And where other goalies would say, I'm not right right now, give me a couple days, he won't. He will tough through it. So you have to protect him from himself in a way, but then you put him with a coach who wants to do the same thing, and like their goalie department might want 15 less games. It might be the exact number they're at, but I just don't think anyone's telling Daryl or Jacob what they're going to do well, if those two want the same thing. 100%, but I think it's too easy just to look and say a, a well-rested goaltender is naturally and automatically a better performer. No, it's not well. Totally. And it's, again, rhythm and also just how many times are you going to put him in the line of fire? Because it's, it's one of those positions where, where in Markstrom's career, he just gets hurt a bit. And you watch the way he plays. He's not a less is more guy. He's still a very active, acrobatic guy, right? He's moving around a lot relative to other goalies his size. Yeah, Daryl will have all of the math figured out. There's no doubt about it. He trots out the numbers that are, it, it's way too front of mind for it just to be a coincidence. He, he will have thought about it. You played Seattle on Saturday. It's a two-day break. Then it's Seattle. Then a one-day break. Then it's fake. That will all be very much mapped out, even without knowing what day you start the playoffs. I don't want, like, I'm not trying to make it a thing, but like, we thought he would have wrapped up this franchise record for shutouts by now, right? Probably. And he's had a lot of one-goal performances since his last shutout against bad Detroit. Um, and he, he basically gets a shutout in that game against Buffalo where they lose one nothing on him fanning on a puck. Mm-hmm. But that might be one where it was, okay, how fatigued are we mentally at this point? You're playing a ton. but well, And I was thinking the same thing in, the, in that game against Seattle, that if, if Coleman isn't allowed to be open there, there was really, I mean, th- that that's a shutout like performance for Jacob Markstrom. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's, there's, and a you number need of luck those. for that too, right? Like again, one stick in the wrong lane from a D man and a shutout's not there, or off a of skating in and a shutout's not there. So I don't want to make that a thing because I don't think it is one. But I, I think if you had to ask when his best stretch of hockey was, you go back to the fall, and he's still been very good here, and they've had to have him better than you'd want to in the sense that. They haven't been blowing out teams or holding leads like they maybe were at other junctures of the season. But they know more than we do. Whatever they think is the best for Markstrom to be playing his best hockey in May, that's what's got to be top priority here. Chance for Johnny Gaudreau to hit the 100-point plateau. Sitting at 99, tied for his career best. And two goals away from his career best. Which means he's got the career best in assists now. I suppose so. There you go. All right. It's just simple math for you, Dean. But it's not about too much individuals, Ryan. Is that right? Too much talk about individuals, it's enough. About the team. There's too much talk last week or so of, about individuals. About the team. We're trying to become a better club here, get some respect in the league, and it's not about individuals. It's about the team. That's right. So I'm, I, I apologize for even bringing it up. It's not about Johnny Gaudreau at 99 points. We'll come back. A, uh, an amazing event is how you may not even know it. It's so close to you. You may, maybe you had no idea what was going on. It is the Hockey Marathon for Kids. It's happened before. It's happening again. And I guarantee you, it's got to be one of those things where almost in, you talk about things you talk about or you don't talk about. No one's talking about how much time's left, right? It's just, just don't, don't even bring it up. One, one more day to go. I, I don't even want to hear it. Just, just don't even, just, just get through this thing together. Raising a bunch of money. For the Alberta Children's Hospital Foundation. How did it start? How how is everyone doing? We're gonna go to Chestermere when we come back. Sportsnet 960 the fan.
This is Boomer in the Morning with Ryan Pinder on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Monday program continues. Hour number two, Tommy Wielden Jr. going to join us in hour three. Calvary FC starting off the, uh, it feels early. Not, I'm not quite ready for it yet. But getting her going on the road this weekend. Catch up with Tommy. But right now, I was, I was lucky enough the last time around that this event took place in Chestermere. Kind of got the, the full meal deal as far as a, a tour was concerned out in Chestermere. Because you think, why don't we, uh, you know what, let's do a, a we're going to do a charity event. Good idea. Raise money for kids, the uh, children's hospital. Awesome. Perfect. What are we going to do? Well, let's play a game. Hockey game? Sure. All right. Uh, well, what's the hook? You need something to kind of draw people in. Let's set a world record and play as long. All right. Sounds good. Well, how long is the world record? Ooh, that, we're talking about days? Yeah, that's a long time. Well, we're going to need a lot of people to do that. Yeah, you do. But you need more than, uh, you need more than just players and refs and ice time you need doctors. There's, there's so much that goes into it. And I was blown away by the planning and the execution of this event. Now, that was a number of years ago. And it is back. And thankfully, I think for everyone involved, it's nearing its completion. One of the people out in Chestermere who is, help, who is helping out in a part of what's happening is our next guest. He is Dr. Greg Uchez. Dr. Greg, how are you this morning? Good, Boomer. How are you? I, actually, I remember you back in 2014. You guys all coming out and uh, us, us showing showing you around the everything we put together for that thing. I was honestly, it was. I heard we were just kind of walking around, and we we wanted to be quiet because some people were trying to sleep. I did not. Yeah, re- yeah, yeah. I just I didn't realize that you were going to have one half of the building with. Uh, with cots set up for people to sleep because they can't leave. I guess what what would be for people that don't understand how much goes in, how many players, because it's not just uh, 10, 12 guys on each team, guys and girls, whatever it is. You, you have big rosters, but no one can leave. There's so much that goes into it. What's the most, I, I guess, what might shock people the most to hear about what needs to take place here? Uh, well, we, we, yeah, God, we start, we start a good year, <clears throat> pardon me. We start a good year early and, uh, there's 20 players a team. And so, and you can't leave and it's one game. So, you know, we've, we've set it up this time, the gymnasium, we've set up rooms, you know, partitions in there and we have, uh, the players just live there. Right. And so they're basic, it's, it's brutal. They're on the ice for four hours and then off the ice for four hours, roughly for about, about 11 days, right? So there's, there's an occasion where they'll get eight hours off and there's an occasion where they'll play eight hours in a row. But for the most part, it's four hours on and four hours off. And, uh, yeah, it's a pretty rough go. Uh, these guys are walking zombies right now. It's, and there's no way, to, no. When, when you hear that, 20 is not enough people per team. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I well, mean, I should probably explain a little bit more. So, so the way it works is they kind of break each team out into three groups. So you'll have six or seven in your group. And so one person will play goalie. And then so they're on the ice four hours. So um, they're, they, they're not coming off, right? And then you have five skaters, and then there's one spare. So you'll get 10 minutes off you know, pretty much every hour where you can go on the bench. A lot of guys will like catch up on their emails or they'll be looking, you know, trying to get fundraising going or they're hitting the washroom or they're eating and then they're back, back on. And so, you know, you, when, when I say four hours, you're on the ice, so you're on the ice four hours. There's really, really yeah. no shifting off for that time. Right. And it's, 
until you until you see it, you, you can't appreciate what it is. Four hours or an eight-hour yeah. shift is is I don't do anything for eight hours uh, anymore. Right. I don't even sleep for eight hours, <laughs> unfortunately. But um, I guess what's the where are we at now? How close are we to? Because I don't know that they want to hear it. How close are we to the final buzzer? So at two hundred and sixty-one hours, uh, we're done, and that's that's five o'clock tonight. Man. So uh, oh. we're we're real close. Real we're close. real close. Oh man! Yeah, and. How, how many is everybody still left standing? Because I know sometimes that injuries happen. You can't. You're just not going to be able to keep playing. How many of the original crew are still going? Uh, well, we have. Yeah, we have 39 of 40 still going. There was, uh, you know, uh, one we had to we had to take out, um, and then we have. But there are a few that during it, you know, you have to give them a day, right? So, so other guys have to step up. So. Guys will do six-hour shifts on one end, and then you know, a guy will add two hours to his shift, and then some guy will come on two hours early to make up that that difference and whatnot. But we got thirty-nine or forty left. They are all walking zombies. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's it's crazy. Do you want me to tell you a little bit about the medical part of this thing? Yeah, it's, I would. Uh, yeah, what a what a challenge it is trying to run the medical for these for these guys for for eleven and a half days. So we started this thing about six months ago. Um, uh, so I'm actually a clinical director of proactive health group. So we're, we're, so we had all the players come to the clinic about six months ago, did full medical histories on them. And then we did full functional movement testing on them, looking for all the ranges of movement, symmetry in the body, firing patterns, movement patterns, and all that. And then we use that information to help tailor the training program. So they're going pretty hard for six months going into this thing. So they're all coming in pretty prepared because it is, it is quite the slog. And then, um, so during the event itself, we have, uh, we, we have massage chairs. Actually, I'm going to do shout outs here if we can. We, I, we got massage chairs from Mobility Health, uh, David over at Mobility Health. So we had three massage chairs and the, the guys lived in them for, for 11 days. Uh, Canadian Sport Institute Calgary gave us, um, Jason Poole over there gave us those Normatex, so the, the compression leggings. Uh, we, we got that from, from uh, Canadian Sport Institute Calgary, which was the guys lived in those two. They were a lifesaver. And then Fitter First, uh, Louis Stack and the team kind of gave us all the foam rollers and mats and, you know, ways to all the self-therapy things. So the guys were in those all the time. Um, we had Cambrian Pharmacy with Rob Heaton there that just gave us a whole bunch of, uh, of medical supplies that we needed. So we, we had that. Then we had, we had uh, cold tubbing. Uh, so the players would, would go into cold tubbing every time they were off their shifts. And then, we had chiros and physios and massage and the nurses. We do vitals every day and do wound care. So we had a, and then we had EMS 24 seven on the benches. So it was uh, it was a full team here. Well, it still is. I mean, for a few more hours, but you know, then they all get to go away and that's really good for all of us. <laughs> yeah. it's, uh, 11 days together. You're like, okay, we, we got to get this done. So no, but it's been, it's been great to be honest. Dr. Greg uh, Uchaz out in uh, Chestermere with the Hockey Marathon. So in addition to the players, obviously uh, there, there's medical staff, as you said, emergency people. These, you need people to feed them. So what, what yeah. outside of just the playing roster, who else has dedicated a bunch of their time here over this period? Well, there's a whole executive group there run by Leslie Plumley, um, and they, and they, uh, they, yeah, it's too many really to count, but they they all live out there actually. Um, they're in fifth wheels too, uh, just outside the building, just living there 24 seven for the whole event. So we've got a whole media team and the sponsorship team, and we've got all the operations people there. And then there's 
God, there's probably hundreds of volunteers that sign in during the week um, to do everything, <clears throat> pardon me, from security to merchandise to et cetera, et cetera. <clears throat> you, have, um, you have support people on the bench for the players and you have uh, people doing laundry and et cetera, et cetera. It's, it's, oh, we have 24-7 chefs there as well. So, yeah, um, yeah it's, it's a thing. It's, it's a big engine going right now to get these guys through this. And I know from the last time and talking to guys, one of the biggest issues was feet, which will not stun anybody, I guess, when you think about it. You spend six, four, eight hours on the yeah. ice. Yeah. When, when you take your feet out of the skates, putting them back in again, is it's an emotional experience. It becomes harder every time. And sometimes the feet just don't go. Uh, you need yeah. you need skates of all different sizes and the, the footbeds. You need wide ones. And, and sometimes you just cut the you have to cut them right off the feet because the feet don't come out. You got that. I mean, I you know I had, I'm a chiropractor by trade, and I had the opportunity to to do a couple hundred events for Team Canada um, throughout my career traveling throughout the world. This is the first event that I've been part of that part of my medical supplies was actually hacksaw. That's right. Right, like it's crazy. Like so, more so in 2012 and 2014, we were basically cutting the ends of skates off so that they could get their feet in, right? Because their feet would swell up so much. So, mm-hmm. I mean, this is my third kick at the cat here. This is my third time I've organized a medical for this. We we've got a little bit smarter, a little bit better. We you know we have the Normatex and we have the cold tubbing and the massage chairs and we have compression socks and we have massage therapists and we have, you know, so we're better at it. So we haven't had to do that as much this time, but. We have something called Tegaderm uh, that you can put on your foot, you know, to cover blisters and whatnot. Um, I, we eventually had to go and buy, like, you know, an 11-meter roll of it. We just two of them, so we go through that, and then we had to buy, you know, 11-meter rolls of, of, of moleskin because they have. It's just wound care for your feet is. <clears throat> pardon me, it's just massive. It's just massive. They, it, they're a mess. So let's, yeah, let, let's spin it. The good, the good news story is a lot of money is being raised. What, what yeah. is the, uh, the goal as far as donations, and how close are we as we sit here uh, just minutes away from 8 a.m. on the final day? Well, I think we're around, you know, it's always going in the last day. It's, it's, it's still low, and then the last day is just a massive, massive uptick. I, it's somewhere around seven eight $800,000. Um, I'm trying to figure out, I think the first one, I mean, I always tell people we raised 1.5 million for the first one we did and 2.5 million for the second one we did for Alberta Children's Hospital. Um, and the goal was somewhere around 2 million for this one as well. I think we're around seven, 800,000. And then the last day we get that massive uptick. Um, and so, yeah, it's coming. I think we're on pace. Um, I'd love to throw out some links for you if, if, uh, for your viewers, if that's okay. Um, there's, you know, if anybody wants to donate, it's the hockey marathon.com, um, right on their main page, you can donate. There's also a, a province wide 11 day, 50, 50, um, that's out there. And then, um, I also have inner city brewing. Um, they, they made, uh, um, specific personalized hockey marathon labeled beer that, uh, you can get online too. If you go and that, that proceeds go towards it as well. Um, and that's, um, that's on the website as well on the, on the, on the first page. So people can get some beer drop shipped to their home and, uh, again, proceeds going, going to the charity. So yeah, it's, uh, it's coming, it's coming Bloomer. It's, uh, it's, it's a big day today. So 5 PM tonight, the final buzzer yeah. goes, wow. uh, can we, inv- uh, can we invite people to come by and check it out? Cause I know that it's always, uh, 
It's an emotional oh, yeah. moment it, for for it all is. for the guys and girls that have been there the whole time to finally yeah. reach the finish line. It's it's an emotional one. It is very much an emotional one. There's a lot of tears. There's a lot of tears of joy. A lot of tears of pain at the end when you, when. Uh, geez, I I I've got some just some crazy injuries this time around too that we've had to deal with. So, yeah, there will be some tears at the end just to you know th- that they made it. So. Um, Hey, uh, before I, if you got a second, before I got on the phone here with you guys, I just I wrote down some of the injuries we've been dealing with. You want to hear these? No, I get, yeah. I mean, no, but yeah. yes. Yes, but no, yes. <laughs> so we had a guy in goal, and he had what's called a costochondral dislocation. So basically, his rib dislocated from, from the cartilage oh. in front. Mm. And so he's been playing with that. We've had a whole whack of blood blisters on the on the toes. We've had to drain just because of getting a you know you get a shot off your skate and mm-hmm. the toe starts bleeding and you know bubbles up. And we have uh, one of our goalies there. We had, he completely tore his groin, so we've had to put him strap him up the whole time so he can still stand. <laughs> um, heart issues. We had an emergency visit there. One player's out. We had our our fearless leader alex hallett um he's he's okay for me to tell you but he's uh he's holding a stick with one hand he has a fractured hand his metacarpus fractured uh we had a guy go into spinal shock in other words he he had a, stepped on a skate flip in the air landed straight on his back and just went fully numb so that was a pretty scary moment there for a little while uh we have a ruptured rotator cuff so i mean these guys are just warriors to be able to do this for 11 days my god yeah you know so this is what we've been patching up you know to, to keep these guys going to get to the finish line well good work from uh i mean less to you uh, dr greg more to the players Sorry. but uh, good work yeah. by you as well kind uh, of good yeah, by you kind of really really in yeah. awe of these sk- skaters <laughs> we do appreciate <laughs> everyone's time and effort to raise millions of dollars for the uh, the Alberta Children's Hospital ends at 5 tonight. We're going to put some of the links out. Again, hockeymarathon.com, the website. We'll put some stuff on our social media as well. And uh, appreciate it. Yeah, and savor uh, savor all of it. And for uh, I know for Halat, he's kind of, has he done every one of them? I think he's been in every one of these. Is he not? He hasn't yeah, learned yeah, not yeah, learning the hard way. Three. Oh yeah. Yeah, he yeah, like in addition to that that finger that's busted that he's playing with. He also is getting nosebleeds because we, we have all these air, air purification systems, these HVACs in place to mitigate any sort of infection spread. So he's getting nosebleeds. So there's blood all over the front of his jersey. And so we got to wash it because we have to wash it every time too. And he's like, ah, just leave it. I'm like, you can't have blood all over the front of your jersey. It looks like you've been fighting forever. Yeah. How many fights? Any fights? Yeah, no. yeah, you no. know what? This is the first one that there's no, been no fights. First one. Yeah, because obviously eleven days no sleep. Like there's a pretty short fuse going on, but there's there's no fights this one. That's the that's that's rare. Yeah. Well, let's get let's let's make it the first one without no no scrap in the rest. Don't of the way. fight on day eleven, you donkeys! <laughs> yeah. You've made it this far. <laughs> Do it, Dr. Greg. Yeah. Appreciate you. Thanks so much. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. Thanks for throwing throwing out the link. Yeah. Uh, everybody, please donate. It's a, an amazing cause. Thank yeah. you, sir. I just bought my okay. uh, 50-50 tickets, Dino. There I got the go. link out on Twitter. Uh, it's over sixty-one grand, and the, and a lot of donations come in. Over 50,000 uh, tickets have been purchased already, so someone's going to win some big dough, and then I'm just in the process of ordering this beer that's brand new. I was going to say. Well, that's, uh, so, yes, Inner sneakers. City Brewing, and uh, all, all the details, again, easy. Hockeymarathon.com, raffle tickets, beer, donate whatever you need to do. But as Dr. Greg was saying, today is a big day. Obviously it ends, but a lot of the big donations have kind of been, we're, we're going to roll those out over the hours to kind of give the okay, players okay. a little bit of 
Because you can imagine when you've been juice there, down the home stretch, right? yeah. When you're looking and you, where's the ticker at? Is, are we even? Is this even worth it? How much? How far are we away from the goal? And then those big fat checks start to oh, roll in. Baby, roll them in. Let's go. And the thing with the children's hospital, there's a lot of the guys that are playing, and a lot of the guys and girls that are helping out. They have had children, or or it it, it hits near and dear to them. Mm-hmm. So you can imagine when that final buzzer goes, what you're going to see. If you want to head out, it's in Chestermere, right there. Uh, they haven't left. They've been there every yeah, They're not minute. going anywhere. I think that they usually take the one, uh, if you can get some fresh air, but they have it fenced off. You can't mm-hmm. go beyond a little fenced out uh, area. Fresh and dirt. Um, but you can't leave the building. You eat, you sleep, you do everything there for days and days. It's a game. They got 20-man rosters, dude. Yeah, which is not enough. 12, 6, and 2. Like, are you kidding me? Holy. I, I have Maybe a lot of even. I have a lot of respect for the people that do it. I'm not sure about the people that do it the second time. It's like, oof, that's a glutton for punishment. There were some awful looking feet. Oh, when God, I was there, there was some awful looking everything there. The dudes are just gimping around in pain. Yeah, it was rough. This is going to take weeks, months to rec- for some of these guys to recover. Good on you. I'll buy the beer. Hour three. I'm helping. Yeah, you're doing your part. Thanks for that, Ryan. Could always count on you to, to chip in there. Good for you. But again, get after it. Hockeymarathon.com. We'll come back. Hour three next. Sportsnet 960, the fan.